Hello and welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the Capel Podcast, where you can get insights from Capel on navigating the recent trends in the business world. I'm your host, Ashish Ben, and today we have with us Mark Lee, one of our very own consultants, to share with us on the topic, engaging your millennials in your workforce. Mark, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Ben. And it's great to be on the uh, other side of the podcast, so to say. (laughs) Absolutely great to have you on the other side, Mark. So Mark, you and I are both millennials. Mm -hmm. And very often, we have heard this term being used to define us. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners today, perhaps you can start with the working definition of what we really mean by the term millennial today. Yeah, you know, that term gets uh, thrown around a lot, right, Ben? And it's used to label all kinds of people. So the definition I hold to is one from Pew Research Center, Mm. which is just that anyone born between 1981 and 1996 is what we're going to use as millennial for the purposes of our time here today. Uh, So that really means anyone from the age of 24 to 39 in this present year of 2020. Thanks for that, Mark. And so to dive into our topic today, Why do you think that engaging millennials in our workforce is so key? Well, Ben, you know, us millennials, we form a large part of our workforce at the present moment, right? So there's a significant demographic there that requires engagement. Mm. Um, On a deeper level, I think, Ben, that uh, you and I, our approach to work is uh, rather unique and complex, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. You know, because we, we occupy, right, Ben, this space between uh, you know, the Gen Z generation, the, hey, I'm a TikTok uh, Instagram influencer, right? Yeah. You get so much of that on your social media, you know, and they're building lifestyles all around sponsorship and influence. And, you know, that's on our left, right, Ben? And then on the right, you see the Gen X, which are about, you know, hey, put your nose to the grindstone, kid, right? And, and make sure that you, you work, work, work. So wouldn't you agree that we're kind of like sandwiched between uh, these two uh, drastic approaches? <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like that, right? So we're quite critical, I think, when we see um, perhaps the extremes of either end. And so we don't really want to build, I think, careers that are built on just the likes of things such as social media influence or YouTube. At the same time, we're quite critical of saying, you know, work, 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 and that's all there is to career and life. So. Yeah. I think we require a certain kind of engagement that finds us in that unique space and and captures that kind of unique attention that we have. Perhaps we can have a closer look into a millennial's outlook on work, especially Mm -hmm. to better understand how to capture their attention and even engage their concerns. Yeah, you know, uh, I want to quickly qualify Ben to say that I can hardly speak for all millennials, right? I mean, you may disagree with uh, everything I say. (laughs) Uh, Hopefully you don't, right? I'm sure that from my own observations and discussions with, uh, you know, friends such as yourself, uh, that's where I'm coming Mm. from. And, you know, one of the dimensions that I think employers will want to consider is how, you know, us millennials tend to have a much more global outlook on life, right? Uh, You know, Ben, you wake up and you look at the news and I bet you don't just read news about Singapore, right? Yeah, Yeah, you read about it all around the world, right? And, And that's the kind of world that we grew up in where when we say world, we're already talking at a global level, right? We're talking life, we mean globally, that's what we look mm. at. So we really look at people's actions and lives as having impact beyond our physical borders. Right. So the lens of millennials tends to be uh, you know, much more beyond the immediate cultural and local concerns to that of being a responsible global citizen. 
that's exactly what I wanted to ask Mark. Because I know, and I think all organizations do want to have an impact. Perhaps even on that same global scale you mentioned, millennials often aim for. But do you have any thoughts on how organizations can get started on that? Well, Ben, I think it's uh, just like how when you and I wake up in the morning and we set our mind on something, it's really Mm. about our mindset, isn't it? So, you know, yeah, it's about how companies really want to be in the business of transforming their mindsets for the better. Mm. So I'm just going to list, you know, three kind of quick fire tips that employers can consider to get their minds moving in the direction of developing a more powerful mindset. Sounds great. So one is, you know, about curating best practices. So, you know, when's the last time your company identified or refined best practices for your company? You know, Ben, you and I, we do this actually every day on a very informal basis, right? Yeah. We review what we went through the day. What could we do better? What did we do really well? Exactly. And we keep the good stuff and we try and get rid of the bad stuff, right? So, you know, curate those best practices. The second thing I would say is to identify and experiment with talent. So I'll get into this a bit more in one of my later points, but essentially it's this, you know, we want to be people who see opportunities, who see value where others don't, and then to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah. So it's the same thing, Ben, you know, when you approach, say, a task at work, maybe after doing it seven times, you ask yourself, could I do it differently the eighth time? Have you ever been in such a situation, Ben? Oh, definitely. All the time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's why you're a valued member of our community, Ben. <laughs> So, you know, we want to be able to identify and experiment with new ways of doing things and you need talent for that, right? And then the last one I'll just suggest is to get connected and to grow community. What I mean by that is we live in a vast yet interconnected world. So there are so many repositories of knowledge out there that are just waiting for you and your organization and your people Mm. to link up with and to contribute to. So let me ask you, Ben, besides the traditional news and media sources, how do you go about, say, growing your knowledge of the world or current events? Well, Mark, I read the top stories on Google News. I see what's trending on YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, right. What what people post online, the different communities that people develop. You know, Reddit is one that comes to mind. Uh, Discord communities. These are various repositories of knowledge and communities that are just waiting for us to link up with them. Uh, so, you know, Ben, this is just a quick list. Right? We could go on and on, but I believe you already see where this is going. We want to be able to refine and transform organizational mindsets because, especially mm. for your millennial staff, they view impact on lives, cultures, and even the world. Basically, a sense of scale, capturing that kind of mindset is what millennials really connect well with. Thanks for those great pointers, Mark. I just want to pick up on one point that you made about talent. Because for us uh, millennials who are starting out in our careers and we are really only beginning to discover more and more about our talents sure. and how to professionally use them. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. You know, for talent, you, you realize that organizations that click well with the millennials are, are ones which are able to discern opportunities where no one else is able to. So what I mean by this is the organization regularly is on the lookout for opportunities to experiment, to push boundaries. And the way that they achieve unique value and service offerings in these arenas is by sourcing and developing unique talents of individuals and teams, right? So Ben, you know, the position you occupy was because somebody came along and said, hey, I think that this individual, Ben, has something really unique to offer to our organization. Right. So organizations click well with millennials like that because 
they want to bring in such talent and then test and refine it. Because, you know, at this point in the time of our lives, Ben, you know, we've probably gone through a couple years of tertiary education, uh, one or two job experiences. Mm. And so there's a lot left in our tank, so to say, to be stretched and fueled and, and to be able to contribute and refine to really be productive and energetic for our organizations. Mark, I was just wondering if you have any specific examples that you can share with us that might help us mm. to understand this concept better. Sure. Well, you know, let's take yourself, Ben, as an example. You know, we start somewhere, right? So, for example, you may know yourself a little bit. You wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror, right, Ben? Yes. Uh, adjust the hair on your handsome head. <laughs> Most definitely. So, you know a little bit about yourself, right? Maybe you say you're a good debater or communicator because, say, you have debated in your university club or maybe you did comms for your first job. Don't suppose that was you, Ben, at any point in time. <laughs> that sounds just like me, Mark. <laughs> perfect. Okay, perfect example. So you know at that point in time that you have some talent in communication, yeah. right? But until you've been given a large enough opportunity, something that really stretches you, until somebody comes along and says, hey, there is an uncut gem of prowess mm. in this guy, and I'm going to develop it, uh, we, we haven't really been able to reach our full yeah. potential. So organizations are in this place where they look for uh, millennials such as you and I, ben, and I'm sure you know for the other mm. staff as well, but especially for millennials, where they want to be able to guide them. Um, but it's it's a it's a delicate task, right? Because what they're trying to do is create change, but they don't want to put too much pressure on the staff. Neither do they want to give them too much guidance. So it's a really a real balancing right. act. And organizations, I think, have to work with mm. us, uh, you know, and and work very hard to model that willingness, that hunger to still chase that growth, that change, and just iterate on that process because that's still something that really engages your millennials, even if it might be perhaps a little bit risky or a little bit scary. Or something. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that perhaps you could help our listeners process a little more because I think there's an emotional element at play here about how change can be scary and risk and experimentation without any guarantee of success it can be really unnerving for a person. So how might we then really process these emotions so that we don't get paralyzed by fear or even anxiety. Yeah, it's, it's a great point, man. I think you and I, uh, you know, know what it's like to go through, you know, all kinds of change, right? Especially at this stage in our life. And for organizations, it's it's likely the same thing. Whenever there's a big change that's coming about, mm. I would say that as a first step, we want to acknowledge that these emotions are real. Yeah. And then to constructively confront them, right? Mm. Say, go to a professional coach, uh, go to a trusted group of friends. I mean, how do you resolve your anxieties and your fears then? Well, Mark, I take a deep breath and I pray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's definitely helpful as well, right? Having that inner peace, yes. right? And one thing I find helpful is that along with that inner peace, to be able to then have that uh, outer counsel as well, if you will, mm. right? people who can help you evaluate your thoughts in a place where you're allowed to air your thoughts and feelings safely. Yeah. So that's kind of the first step I say, to get that kind of support. And, and, you know, I myself am in the process of facilitating rapid transformation and hopefully, you know, sharing the story helps our listeners catch some insight. Mm. So I'm leading a process of uh, rapid transformation in one of the young adult groups that I lead. And, you know, Ben, there are so many moving pieces like leadership transition, mm. personal development plans, deliverables that have to be constantly adjusted. 
and I'm the kind of person that likes to just sit down and deliberate about all these things in my mind. And and Ben, what happens when we just you know keep pushing thoughts around in our head? Well, it just stays there. Yeah, it just stays there, right? What actually changes in the process itself or in the work itself? Not much, right? Exactly. So I'm learning to balance that with a willingness to just get out there, you know, put my hand to the plow, so to say, and get working. And then from the data I gather, right, from the real working, to then refine from there, to really engage people in real time and not just conceptually plan things out, but to engage people in real time, and then refine from there. So I, I hope that's something our listeners can pick up, which is that the fear and anxiety of getting about change is very real. But number one, you know, have that trusted space where you can process those thoughts and feelings. And then number two, don't be afraid to you know get experimenting because your refinement. Resolving those fears and anxieties really happens when you are actually working on the process in real time and not just in your head. Definitely, Mark. These are some very useful thoughts for us.、Uh, now, even as we wrap up our conversation, perhaps you could share some closing thoughts on、mm-hmm. why it's so important that、uh, organizations and their millennial workforce really need to integrate well together. Sure, Ben. So before I respond with my closing thoughts, I just want to say that I think we covered a lot of ground today, many big ideas, and taking any one of those and having a think through, facilitating good conversations, facilitating opportunities with millennials in your organization,、yeah. in any one of these areas will likely yield good results for you and your organization. As to my closing thought, yeah, I would say the heart of the matter is this. Uh, we really want to see employers and employees both engaging one another in such a way that resoundingly articulates who you are really matters to our organization, right? So Ben, I mean, you know what it's like to feel like you are involved with something, right?、Yeah. You're connected to something. You're valued as a unique part of something, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes us feel like we're really valued and we're really able to contribute something of value. So we look at how interconnected the world is today, and there are people, you know, that are just contributing and making impact at scale. So I think when it comes to engaging and, and, and training and developing the millennials in their workforce, what organizations do when they dedicate resources to that engagement of their millennials is they're really heeding the cry of the hearts of their workers, which is this: help me make a difference for our organization. Potentially for the world around us. Thank you very much for that, Mark, and thank you to all our listeners. We hope that you benefited from this podcast on engaging your millennials in your workforce. Join us again for our next episode in a few weeks' time on inspiring and empowering the next generation to lead change. Thank you, and we look forward to having you on the next Capel podcast. Goodbye.